Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Hi, everyone. My name is John Crump. I'm the Virginia Director of Gun Owners of America, your no-compromised gun lobby. And we are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is the only cryptocurrency with uh, three-second processing times and concentrates on the firearms market. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And we are also sponsored by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical is my t-shirt shop, so of course we're sponsored by them. Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And of course, if you want to support me in the work I do, especially in 2A stuff, we just bought 250 meals for kids, underprivileged kids. You can always go to my Patreon at patreon.com slash John Crump and help uh, with the projects. All right, let's go ahead and uh, get going with a guy that is kind of controversial on YouTube, so much so that they uh, demonetized him. His name is Matt. He also goes by CSR Firearms or CRS Firearms and Pimp Hand Strong. What is up, Matt? <laughs> What's going on, John? Uh, not much. Pleasure to be on here. Yeah, I see your I see your girl in the chat. Right on, dude. First question, which I already know, but a lot of people don't. Uh, what is CRS? Coloma Resale. And that's a shop that you worked at or owned? Yeah, because I actually started my channel off named uh, Mike Honcho. And then as I got a little bit more serious, I'm like, well, I need a more serious name. So then I went to the shop's name because then I could funnel traffic back to the shop. So then it was Coloma Resale. And I just wasn't getting the traction I wanted to get. Like, the views weren't there. And I'm like, how can I make it sound more tactical? Changed it to CRS and, like, overnight my views tripled. Oh, that that's really cool, man. So, what's the deal with this dude? Which one? Oh, by the way, this is Flying Rich. He's a pilot that crashes a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm I not, about, I'm not even kidding take, about that. I should definitely take flight lessons from him. Yeah, I wouldn't if you want to <laughs> die. Uh, so, what's the deal with this dude that wants to debate you? Oh, the recent one. Uh, I'm not actually sure because there's this other party 
and he's constantly sending stuff about like what freedom means, and I'm confused on why because we agree on it. And then dude makes these videos, which I agree on everything he said. But uh, he was supposed to be delivering a new plan, a better strategy for trying to stop uh, the new 80% or ATF 80% rule rewriting. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll do a video. Pretty adamant about that. I'm having people blowing up my comments. So clearly they want to hear what he has to say. So I did it, and then I watched his new video, and I'm like, well, that has absolutely nothing to do with the topic. What is he talking about? And everything he's talking about, I agree on him with. Yeah, it's really weird. He seems like he's taking the stance that we should do nothing. Because Yeah, that, that's the vibe I was getting, too. And then he was explaining, like, why, because of how he looks at freedom. And I'm like, I look at it the exact same way. I just choose to participate in a protest. Yeah, you've got to participate in the government or you uh, are not really participating in society. Violence, I'm not saying there's never a time for violence, but that should be the final thing. And yeah, you did a video. Exhaust. Yeah, you did a video today saying, well, I want to look at my kids saying, hey, I did everything before it got to this stage. Yeah, I, this way I can feel justified in my head. It's how I would justify it. I did everything. I've exhausted all peaceful options. There's nothing left to do. Yeah, so he wants to debate you on that. Um, And he seems to be going after you particularly, even though that almost every gun tuber out there is saying the same exact thing. I'm pretty sure he was put up to that video because there's actually a group of people that are being targeted. I'm just one of them. I mean, if they want to get involved, they can. So I won't name drop the other group of people that are being targeted. So if they want to stay out of it, they can. But uh, I'm I'm all for new information. If somebody has a new idea, by yeah, all means, bring it on to me. If I like it, I'm going to promote it. Or we'll debate against it and look for the weak flaws in both of them and see which one pans out better and then go from there. Thank you, the goddamn bacon, for the 223 super chat. <laughs> He always uses creative numbers like 223 or 556 or... Yeah, 223, 762, all that is usually a channel thing. We share a lot of the same people who watch my content, who watches your content, who watches uh, Dark's content. He's going to be doing a a channel name change. Aren't you going on with him soon, too? Yeah, I'm going on Saturday. Uh, he He already changed. He changed that last night. Oh, I know, but I told him he should change it again because he has three different words. I'm like, if you put it in two words, it'll look better on T-shirts and in designs. You get three words, it starts getting long and drawn out, and then you can't like do one on top of the other. You have to pretty much go in one straight line. I'm like, try to rethink it and just do a two-word name. Yeah. Hi, Rich. Hey, how's it going? You crash any planes? Dude, two planes. Big deal. That's twice as many as me. <laughs> I know. How many flying hours you got? Uh, when I was a kid, I think I remember flying once. I definitely remember seeing a quilt when I looked out the window, but that, that's about <laughs> it. Rich Maybe hit like a, four. Rich hit a house. Two houses. <laughs> two houses. He flew through were, two houses. No, I didn't fly through the houses. <laughs> were they parked houses? Well, no, no. This this was. I boy, I almost said something bad. Um, yeah, this was a neighborhood where the homes didn't have wheels. 
Yeah, that makes it a little more challenging. You got to work really hard at that. <laughs> yeah, he's he uh been into uh accidents. Well, all right. So I, I keep mentioning this. Uh, since since I've had my airplane accidents, I've had no car accidents. Hey, that's way better. And whatever Richard Maunder says about my driving is not true. All right. W- would you rather have, be in a plane accident or a car accident, uh, Matt? Uh, I don't fly. <laughs> I'm boots to dirt. But see, here's what I tell people is, do you want to be in a plane accident with somebody that's never had experience in one and walking away? And I've got double that. Twice the experience is most I got twice. (laughs) That's not a selling point. It It crashed more than most pilots. Hey, if I had to pick between two pilots and one's like, I'm experienced, even in crashing, I would probably lean more towards them. Yeah, so most of the second plane is reusable. <laughs> so what happened though? Like you, you zigged when you should have zagged, you pizzaed when you should have French fried, or what? <laughs> um, no. Uh, the first accident, I had an engine failure coming in for a landing. Apparently, the fuel injection system I was had on the airplane does not like to be at low idle and mixture rich. I was told after the accident. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'll flood the engine and you won't be able to restart it if you go mixture rich and low idle. Yeah, because like, you've got to lean a plane out as you fly because of how the air changes, right? Correct. Yeah. So, and typically you go full rich when you land or take off. And anyhow. Um, and then the second plane, the canopy flew open and stuff flew out and went through the propeller and made the one blade about a foot shorter. Oh, wow. So that's yeah, always bad. I'm pretty sure there's supposed to be a specific size. <laughs> I mean, I'm no Indeed. plane expert, but yeah, don't don't yep. fall. Uh, uh, the moral of the story is don't fly with rich. Well, I am the only survivor of two plane crashes. Yeah, I haven't even survived one, so that's bragging rights right there. Yeah, so nobody else survived. That's the other part. You're alone. Was alone. <laughs> Yeah, Matt's like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, no, I I don't have my glasses on, so I got to really lean forward to read comments. And I thought I seen CRS kind of blurry there, and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, I was wondering, did CRS mean can't remember stuff? Uh that's actually what a lot, lot, a lot of uh, can't talk either. Is apparently what it means. But <laughs> I actually let a lot of people say that because it sounds cooler, but it actually stands for Coloma Resale. Yeah, so did you ever get an answer on why YouTube demonetized you? Oh. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a specific video I released very recently that had like probably two or 300 threats that they were going to flag my channel for whatever reason they could come up with because they were angry about the video. But other than that, no, it just says inappropriate content or harm- harmful so you're, content. You're saying viewer Karen's got you? I think they might have drawn the eyes to me, but no, they they can't get uh-huh. you. Right. Because, right. like, once a year, YouTube will just they take a mommy. handful of... Huh? They told mommy. Yeah, kind of. Uh, once a year, YouTube will just take a handful of channels and demonetize them. It happens, like, every year. And it's not just in the gun community. I don't know if it has something to do with taxes or they're putting that money somewhere else because 
they got so they got X amount of dollars in ad money. For example, when they changed the rules to where you couldn't monetize unless you had over a thousand subscribers, my monetization, like dollars per thousand, went up by four times. Like that's pretty small. So if they were to just randomly strike channels, you know, guesstimating what I make, and let's say they pick twenty channels, they could hypothetically move two million dollars in some other direction. Yeah, because uh-huh. it's not like they're gonna stop advertising on it. No, uh, they did pull the ads off mine as soon as I made the video pointing out that there was still ads on there. I got actually got paid for that day, which I was like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> but before this, before I got demonetized, they were actually sending out a bunch of uh, letters, advisories, that by agreeing to their terms of service, you are also agreeing that even if your channel isn't monetizable, they could still put ads on there and get paid for them. But I pointed that out in my video, and I'm like, dude, there's like five ads on this, and I'm allegedly demonetized. After that, the ads got pulled. Yeah, a, a lot of people, like Rito May's channel got uh, got demonetized, too. I'm 99.9% sure Paul Harold's got demonetized, too. I heard that, yeah. But yeah. he didn't come out and say flat out, yes, I got demonetized. He was just like, you know, you may see some ads in here. and Hey, I do a lot of I- shooting, so this ad money's important. I have no idea how you can undemonetize Paul Harrell. He's as clinical, yeah. uh, you know, just straight. Him forward. getting demonetized blows all my theories out of the water of mm-hmm. what causes mm-hmm. it, except for that they need to move the ad money somewhere else because they do it like once a year. They'll just pick a handful of people, demonetized. Well, did Did you get the questionnaire? Uh, no. The alternate lifestyle questionnaire. Mm-mm. See, I'm a little worried that I'm the only one. John, you're not. Did you what? get the alternate no, lifestyle question, no. or did they think no what? I would be receptive to it? What? It what? To <laughs> I have no you idea what you're talking old... about. So I guess ahead, you know, it's uh, first day of gay. Did oh yeah, I guess they kicked him off. Ready. What Rich? happened? I don't know. Go you ahead, mean, say it again. It, it's the first day of Gay Pride Month. You're not celebrating. I John. didn't know anything about it. Neither do I. So you're just ignoring it, and you're part of the problem then. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so I'll, I I'll guess, take responsibility for that one. I I let everybody know I am a flaming heterosexual. It's just how I am. So they, um, they send you a, uh, a a survey. Yeah. So I think ahead of Gay Pride Month, they sent everybody a survey. If you possess some sort of alternate lifestyle, you, your guest host, whatever, uh, if you have odd pronouns, you know, um, we would like to feature you and blah, blah, blah. So I, I always put my pronouns down at what I can as Star Lord and Savior of the Universe. Uh, See, although. I... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, although Instagram refused to allow me to put them up there that wasn't uh, wasn't part of their predefined pronouns which i'm just shocked at i think that's quite rigidly right wing of them not allowing me to choose my own pronoun right right see i actually was worried about getting canceled about not being gay so actually in a few of my live streams and a few of my videos i pointed out that hey sometimes me and my girl play with other girls so i mean she's kind of gay in a way so if they ever attack me i can point that out well, I, I'm, I am going to be going to New York, and I'm going to be doing a live stream from Fire Island, uh, like Cherry Grove in the Pines, uh, you know, like Friday night at the Pines, and then Saturday night at Cherry Grove. When are you going to do well, – Yeah, you got to – go ahead. When are you going to New York? 
Uh, I think Father's Day I'm going to leave for New York. Okay, I'll be there in, Ju- in July. Yeah. Because, yeah, you got to get your proof card so you can point at this and be like, ha, I'm not a right. bigot. Right. I'll, I'll just save my ferry ticket to Fire Island. Yeah, yeah you could seriously like take a picture of it and send it to him, and then <laughs> their arguments would go right out the window. Yeah, interesting thing. Rich and I, uh, we both go to New York a lot, and uh, it's like we're like five Why? minutes away from each other. A uh, family. No, it's not that I go to New York a lot. I just have a house there, and I had a tenant move out, and I'm getting it fixed up, and I'm going to sell it. So that I heard I the fix, only. I heard I the only difference between. <laughs> I heard the only difference between in-laws and outlaws is the in-laws haven't been arrested yet. My in-laws are Sicilian, so <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. Right, right. From the old country. They, John mentioned no. that they were Costa Nostras last night. No, they're not Costa Nostra. No, just uh, when we went to visit family over in Sicily, <laughs> and we're driving up, and my mom was coming with us. My mom's never been to Sicily um, because I'm not Italian, you know? And my wife's like, yeah, um, just make sure you don't ride with my uncle. There's a hit out on him. And my mom's laughing. And I'm like, mom, she's not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have probably an unreasonable fear, but I don't leave the country. I have no intentions of leaving the country, and I will never leave the country. If I was a single man by myself, yeah, I, I could... I could wrap my head around that, but no, no way I'm taking the family outside the country. Hey, I lived in Southeast Asia for a while. How'd that go? It was fun. I thought for sure you're going to reply, well, I don't live there anymore. <laughs> no, it, just, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. No, I just went there. I came close to staying, but I was like, yeah, no, I like the United States too much to live anywhere else. And prison abroad scares the crap out of me. <laughs> it depends. I think I got. Some nice I think I got too big there. of a. I think I got too big of a mouth to live in any country but the U.S. You're I would agree that with that. You might, you might forget a couple of hollow points in your carry-on bag, and they miss it on TSA. But going back, they find it. <laughs> right, <laughs> dude, that would be bad. Although uh, in the Philippines, you can go down to. Well, that's where I live. That Manila, you can go down to the little market. And you can buy these uh, 1911s that they make out of boat metal that are freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I heard about that. They're phenomenal. Like actual, real, like actual real ghost guns, not this crap that the politicians say, but like it looks like the real deal. But I mean, if you run the serial number, it's going to come back like, what is this? Dude, it, it, oh. they, they, they are phenomenally good guns. They're 3D printed. That is See, that's the only thing that 3D print needs to advance on now. Now they need to make it so when you print it, it looks like a standard, real deal, aluminum cast thing. But otherwise, you can spot a 3D printed one from a mile away. And if so they're ever like, hey, you can't create your own gun, and it looks like the real deal, then it'd be hard to p- pick them out. Otherwise, you know, just a standard 3D printed one, that's contraband itself. Well, you so have a ghost gunner, right? Hmm? You have a ghost gunner, right? No, actually. Oh, I thought you did. Are you just sponsored by them? Send them one. You've been sending other people ghost gunners. Yeah, I have. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have. So I used to work at an automotive uh, machine shop, and there, there's these two spray paints. One is uh, cast blast, and one's aluminum blast. 
So you could spray like a crappy block, like engine block or cast iron cylinder head, and it would just look like fresh cast iron. And then the aluminum blast, it would look like fresh aluminum. Yeah, I knew a specific group of people that would do that with their rims. They called it Mexichrome. <laughs> Mexichrome. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I did that with one of my rims. That's why I got them powder-coated. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I'm sending my old Ghost Gunner 2 to a buddy of mine. Yeah, who's in the chat? Uh, he oh he is, isn't he? Flump Dog Armory. Yeah, I'm 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 giving it to. Uh, I have a Ghost Gunner three, so I'm lending him my Ghost Gunner three and giving. I'm going to give him my Ghost Gunner two. Yeah, Cody said he was actually going to send me a Ghost Gunner, but I don't know. I I wouldn't say I got depressed when I got demonetized, but I kind of like unplugged a little bit. So I haven't really talked to a whole lot of people. Yeah, Cody's well, if, a cool guy. I've I've known Cody for if, like years. If you don't need that ghost cutter, you could just ship it to me. No, I want it. I have all types of plans for it. <laughs> Dude, I mean they they have some really awesome stuff that you can do with it. More than I'm just set up uh, a table at the West Palm Beach Gun Show, and I'm just gonna say, hey, here you can buy a lower, and if you push that button, in 25 minutes later, come on back, get a slice of pizza, <laughs> and and GOA will GOA will bail me out, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. They'll, <laughs> they'll bill me out. I'm not sure about you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing the shirt. That's I, I'm true. repping for GOA. You know, I'm it's like leverage yeah. right there. Yeah, so, I, I guess I have to bail you out. Yeah, um, GOA uh, has been uh, treating me really well lately, but they That's always good. treat me well. You work really hard. I mean, it's no secret that most of our information comes from you. Yeah. Yeah, although some people... Or God. It comes from God sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, some some people, like, I made a video. I got really pissed off because there's a dude who who was like, oh, my inside forces gave me this information, and I use watermarks in the metadata. So I looked at it, and, and I was like, that, that came from me. <laughs> so I hit him up, and this guy's like, "Oh, oh, I, I am a, you know, Jesus this, Jesus that." So I was like, "Dude, uh, I was like, I don't mind you using my stuff, but you know, if you could just like credit me or just say, you know, don't say that it came from your sources when it didn't." I was like, "I, I watermarked my stuff," and basically, he told me to go pound sand. Oh, that's no good. I was like, "Yeah, the, the, thanks a lot." He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm a big YouTuber, so I don't care what you <laughs> You know, what, what we talked about, uh, you know, a lot of us were, were at uh, Iraq Veteran. And we Why weren't you there? How many nice... I don't get invited to things. I can get you there. I seriously don't have any friends. It, I'll get you there. Strange said, the bar's pretty low if I can go. So... Yeah, uh, yeah if, no one's ever invited me. If if you want to go next fall, let, let me see what I can do. Well, it all depends. I mean, if I get demonetized next fall, I mean, obviously I'm not going anywhere. But no, that's true. Well, so, maybe... and, you know, forgive me. Uh, you have a gun shop, right? Yeah, and... that's just a hobby. Oh, okay, so I I didn't you know I don't know your revenue stream. Is your look, I have a day job. I'm an IT geek, uh, but which I make. I, in fact, I wouldn't make a meal's worth of food on my YouTube income, but a month that I'm talking about. Um, but how much 
of your income? Like how much were you dependent upon YouTube? 100%. Holy cow. Oh, wow. So uh, that's like – I mean, yeah, that, that's bad. Now, before I agreed to go full-time with my girl because she's like, why are you even driving truck? The mo- the time you spend in that truck, you could make more money on YouTube if you were to put that time into YouTube. I'm like, yes, you are correct. However, I will get demonetized at some point in the future. It's going to happen. They hit everyone. So if I'm going to go full-time YouTube, I need a minimum of one month's worth of bills in a savings account. And she did it. So we're good for 30 days. Now, if I go and okay. apply wow. and they drag their feet or they're like, yeah. no, you can't get money, then that's a problem. Then I'll be going back to driving truck and putting out like one video a week. Uh-huh. Well, that that sucks that, that they can do that to you, man. Uh, it it shows you that none of us are really safe. No, no one is. Just type in YouTube, like my channel got demonetized and order it and put it in order from a search volume. It's not just gun channels. Like across all genres during that time period, they were like, oh my God, I got demonetized. This is so horrible. From makeup to hobbies to sports. Like I said, to with Paul Harold getting demonetized, that threw all my theories out the window except for they needed to move the money somewhere else. Yeah. So oh, like we'll just yeah hit- maybe maybe he needed to shoot like vegan spare ribs and beef. Impossible burgers. Yeah, impossible <laughs> burgers. That's what he needed to shoot. Maybe. They were accused him of wasting food. But yeah, the whole demonetization thing, it, I mean, that that really scares me. I've been through it once. So, you've got hit? Yeah, I I kind of uh broke their algorithm a long time ago on my old channel and I kind of put out like how the algorithm worked and everything like that. Oh. And then they asked me who who was my inside force and I was like I don't have an inside source. I was just doing experiments. So, but by you asking me who my inside source is, that that means that I'm right on the money. <laughs> and then they remove my channel. Yeah, they they've, they're very secretive behind the math behind it. Because if I knew like the actual data they pull from and how they do it, yeah, I'd game the system. There ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> I wouldn't tell anybody, but I'd game the system. So would every other creator, because the financial benefits of doing it are extraordinary. Yeah, they, sure. re, they change it quite a bit, a lot. So this was a couple of years ago. But I made right. this really long video, and it was just basically a tech video. Oh, this is how the algorithm works. This is how you do it. This is, you know, And they were not happy with me. Yeah, it seems all. like every couple of months it'll change because... Then I have to like manipulate my strategy and just tweak it a little bit. And like this color thumbnail is doing really good. Now this color thumbnail is doing really good. If I use a shorter title this month, it's doing really good. A longer title this month. It's always just experimenting. Yeah. Like as soon as I got it nailed down, I'm like, okay, boom, 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 boom. Whole pile of views. Then it'll change and I'll have to keep experimenting until I hit Yahtzee again and then just duplicate, duplicate, duplicate. Cookie cutter that bitch. Yep, that's exactly what I do. I, I think someone told me that one time. <laughs> I think that was me. That was you. <laughs> so all my videos this month are going to have the gay pride rainbow? <laughs> they don't, dude, dude, I'm telling you, you would get, you would get like probably like front page trending on that. 
And, and don't get me wrong. It's, it's like I, I'm not trashing anybody. Uh, and in fact, I've often made you know offers to the uh, Pink Pistols community. It's like, hey, you guys want to come out and shoot? You want to get you know gun familiarity? I am happy to get you guys educated on you know how to buy, handle, you know what to do with a firearm. So I, I'm, I'm a pro to a person first. And I think I don't care who you are. I think the main thing with YouTube and like knocking it out of the park is you got to find the line between clickbait is on one side where you make a promise you don't deliver on and enticing is on the other side where they see something, their mouth waters. It looks like a freshly cut steak with potatoes and the steam's coming off of it with a beer. My steak video didn't do any good either. Oh, I'm saying that's what you got to make your thumbnail. Like, like you look at it, like if it's a magazine cover or a, a plate of food. Like you got one yeah, where it's yeah. got like just a steak thrown on there and a scoop of potatoes right on top. And another one's just perfectly organized. It's got steam coming off of it. It's got a little garnish on it. And that's really the key. You want to make it enticing, but not clickbait. You got to actually deliver on your promise. Yeah, if you don't deliver on your promise, then it's clickbait. They're cracking down on clickbait titles. Yes. Yes. There ain't no doubt about that. I've watched uh, Demolition Ranch's view percentages just fall and fall. I I thought it was like the YouTube best favorite. Well, you got to look at it as percentages. If I have 1,000 subscribers, if I hit a home run, that means I get 100 views in 24 hours. If I kind of did good, I get 500 views. Anything above 10%, you just drilled it right out of the park. And if you watch when he drops his videos and count 24 hours, I mean, I haven't looked in like a few months, but he was getting between like five and 8%. I get 10% consistently. Oh, wow. Lately I haven't because demonetized and I don't know if I'm not applying myself properly because it could be my fault or if they do really throttle when you get demonetized. They they do. Uh, monetization, uh, the reason why I, I wanted to monetize my uh, my other channel, Drunk Up News, in this channel is because monetization, you have more of a chance of being a recommended channel. I agree. Then when you're not Now you monetized. take another channel that's a similar size, Whistling Diesel. Dude, he's getting like 50 and 60% in 24 hours. He's nailing them out of the park. Uh, forgotten, forgotten weapons is getting like three to five percent. Like it's, it's bad. <laughs> Things have changed, and they haven't kept up with the times. Yeah. So, are you are you going to try and destroy a couple of trucks? Is that your next plan for views? No, I couldn't do it. But I'd have to hit it. Well, he hit a niche. Like if my cousin would have filmed the stuff he did, he would be a multimillionaire because he would have did whistling diesel before that existed. Because that's what they do. Like, that is a particular... No, there's actually a type of people that's how they literally treat their vehicles and stuff. Typically, they're in, like, the junkyard industry, so they have vehicles just coming through, and nobody made a video that appeals to them. All of a sudden, here comes Whistling Diesel, one of a kind. He's making stuff that specifically appeals to this group of people that had no videos appealing to them. Boom! Right out... Through the atmosphere. Dude, dude, he put wagon wheels on a Hellcat. <laughs> and, and, and did this burnout and, like, basically made a, like, a uh, probably a six-inch ditch under each each uh, tire. 
that he spawned. That sounds crazy, though. But there is, I shit you not, a group of people that do this type of crap on a daily basis. Go throw, like, donut tires on their car and do a burnout till the donut tire explodes and grind the rim all the way down and get into the brake hub. And then the axle's like, clunk, 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 and the axle falls out of it. Like, that's what they're into. Like, seriously into. Yeah, that was a funny video because he's driving around dressed up as an Amish person. <laughs> with wagon wheel on his thing and his mom calls oh, him that, that's that's cultural appropriation and his mom calls him and goes someone just told me that they saw a, a, a Dodge a Challenger with wagon wheels on it is that you he's like yeah <laughs> but yeah he hit a group of people that were completely neglected before him so do you think Street Speed 717 is trying to get in on that I haven't seen their channel, so if they're trying, they're failing. Yeah, I I think he jumped, you know, one Lamborghini with a Lamborghini Urus. Oh, wow. Yeah, but how how big is that group of people? The one percenters are the only people that can afford Lamborghinis, and how many of them enjoy trashing their cars? He's appealing to the wrong audience. Uh Yeah, he does a lot with the whistling diesel. I'm sure he does, but... I'm thinking, like, in terms of if I'm trying to get maximum views, he'll probably do good, too, because who doesn't want to see a Lamborghini get destroyed? Me. Hate that car. Smash. Woo! <laughs> you hate Lamborghinis? Well, because I don't have one. Oh, okay. All right. That makes you know, sense. Like the same way I hate neighbor. working airplanes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because you crash You're, you're looking out your window, looking at your neighbor's house, and you're like, God, I hate that fountain. I need to buy a bigger one. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the reason why I didn't buy a Tesla is because every one of my neighbors, I have, like, there's seven houses in a row, and I'm the only house that doesn't have a Tesla, and that's the reason why I, I went to buy a car. I thought it was because you don't want to wear a mask while you drive, because you don't want to, everybody know you didn't vote for Biden. Oh, yeah. You should just get, like, a 454 with a blower on it, twin carbs, old Chevelle, and go, 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 and see what they think of that. Dude, I had a 454 SS. Uh, I don't know if you are you familiar with that or not. Extremely. I, I love that. The 454 SS truck? That truck was... Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the 1970 Chevelle SS see, with a 454. Yeah, I was thinking Chevelle also. The, no. The, the, truck the Rochester cool Quadrajet and Vacuum Secondaries Turbo Hydromatic 400 Transmission... See, I'd go manual. I'd have to go manual. There's something about... Like, that makes me smile. Yeah, the 454 SS truck, it had, um, basically, it it was a pickup truck that had a 454 in it. Oh, I know the truck, but I just was hoping you were referring to the Chevelle. No, I mean, I, I like the 454 truck because I took all the badges off of it. So Did made you it know look... that the Buick 455 V8 was 120 pounds lighter than the Chevy 454? And I still blew one up. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, I actually had a Buick LeSabre. It was a... God, it was like late... Set. No, it was into the early 80s. It was either like 79 or early 80s. And we pulled out the V6, put in a 455... First time I take it out, I didn't have my lug nuts tight enough. I lost the wheel. 
So we get the wheel out. I steal a lug from each rim <laughs> and then crank it down because it was the lug that goes inside the rim. So it screwed up my torque reading because I actually thought torque bars were cool back then. Now I'm just like, <laughs> so we get the wheel on. I go to my high school and I'm whipping donuts in there. I turn into a, f- a figure eight a lady that lives right next to high school. Is like, I called the cops. You're going to jail. And I go to leave. And because I peeked down and my temp gauge is spiked out. I go to leave. And I'm like, oh, crap. I got to get some air moving through the radiator. Go to leave. My cousin's blocking the driveway. I let off the throttle. And it dies right there. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so we're pushing the car, trying to get it going down the road. He gets behind me with his truck. And then we're going through town. I knew she called the cops because she was screaming it out her door. So I'm like, just get me up to speed. Then back off. I turn on my headlights. And I'm pretending like I'm driving through town. Like it's back behind me. Started up the next day, and it's like, meow, meow. knock, 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 Spun rod bearing. <laughs> she was garbage. <laughs> just junk. Yeah. My- I cooked it, though. Like, the temperature gauge was just pegged. There, there was even no more numbers. <laughs> my first car was an AE86, which a lot of people don't know what that is. It's a, it's a type of Corolla, which, you know, was junk back then. Now it's like a huge collector's edition because people use them to drift, and a good condition. I didn't know that. Yeah, good condition AE eighty six will go for like thirty some thousand dollars for mid eighties Corolla, which is insane. Mine was actually a nineteen seventy seven Chevy three quarter ton pickup. Then I got a nineteen seventy seven Chevy Nova Canary Yellow two door. Then I got. A 1980 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, then an 85 Mustang Hatch. No, that was a coupe. No, that one was a hatchback. Then I got an 84 coupe. Then I got the Jimmy, which was the trophy of the set. That was a 1985 GMC Jimmy with a 91 front end on it and a supercharged 355 in it. Then after that, I... Oh, the, the the vet, I got the worst year ever. It was an 84, so it had the twin port. Oh, my God, that thing was terrible. Yeah. But the, Finally got rid of that. That was hard to get rid of. Now I got the Malibu um, 77 Chevy truck, and I'm going to start on a rod shortly. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, everyone uh, is talking about the AE86. Yes, I had no idea that it was going to be a collector's edition, and either did you guys back <laughs> in, the, in the early right. '90s. But now, like, you can get a sh- like a shitty one that's in like shitty condition for like thirty thousand dollars. Dude, <laughs> everything is nuts. I, you know, I, I, I thought, yeah, I'll sell the house. I'll have enough money. I'll buy like a first gen Audi R8, you know, so I can be just like Hank Strange, and. Oh, yeah. uh now it's not reasonably priced anymore. No. Now everything, everything has gone nuts price wise. Dude, like my well, my my G seventy, they called me up and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you five thousand dollars over what you paid for it from us, um, and uh, we'll get you on the list for twenty twenty two." And I'm like, uh, it, "No." It, I was like, "What I year don't is your G seventy? Two thousand nineteen." So they they want to give you five grand over a two year old car. Yeah, but I won't have a car. Right. Well, why would yeah, you need Blake. a car? You don't leave home. It's five thousand dollars. You got five thousand dollars worth of Uber cash. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> and who knows? The chick might be hot that picks you up. Every time you're just rolling the dice. Hey, whoa, whoa. Did you hot. hear he had a Sicilian wife? I have a Sicilian wife. Do you know what happens you when you pissed off part. a Sicilian, right? Like, and I'm not talking about like Sicilian, oh, her... Oh, her family, like, several generations ago is from no, Sicilian. No. I'm talking Fresh about, like, the boat. Sicilian, Sicilian. I've never had any experience with a Sicilian. I know Mexican girls are to be cautioned. Don't you gotta be piss off a Sicilian. That's all I'm saying. Wait, wait. John, was Lorena Bobbitt Sicilian? And no, Lorena Bobbitt. Uh, Lorraine, you know who Lorena Bobbitt is? Yep. She was my real estate agent. Every man. She was not your real estate agent. Yeah, she's a she's a family no friend. She's a family friend. You're you're lying. No, I you swear to God, she's it. my sister's best friend, and she's a family but, friend. I can tell you what name she goes John's by now. House, she gives John gives her a plastic knife. <laughs> no, I would too. No, she's like the the sweetest person ever. She is. I just make sure I'm never home when I invite her over for dinner. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I no, her her ex husband. I'm sorry. <laughs> her her ex husband was like a very very abusive guy, like extremely abusive. Yes, but there are lines you just don't cross <laughs> or cut. Yeah, or, or cut or throw out the window. <laughs> you know they they use the dog to find it. <laughs> That's risky business right there. Because then when they reattach, you'll pee out of like five different directions. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, no, she was a sweet girl. Um, she's my sister's best friend and uh, family friend. <laughs> was my real estate agent at one point. That is crazy. Like, <laughs> that is really crazy. I, I can't word it any other way. You know, my superpower is knowing people, and I know all sorts of people. You are. You're plugged into, like, every, everyone. Including <laughs> random Bob. Oh, yeah. guess what my first car was I ever drove? A 1957 Chevy. Ooh. No way. You know? Because my dad had a hard-on for those, and he was like, you I, know. I, I got to call out firearm fanatics. They they were supposed uh, to hook me up with Canik, and they didn't. I'll hook you up with Canik. Yeah? Yeah, do you want to hook you up with Canik? Yeah. Oh, uh, I actually made a bad video about them. They don't like me. So I try oh. getting a sponsorship later from Century Arms. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be doing a, a build with your PW87. You know, I'd love it if you'd sponsor the video. I just need some parts. And then they went, they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. And they went through my playlist and like, unfortunately, we can't work with you. Nice. Because I was bitching about their holster. Hey, what is it? This guy's name is Adam? That was that? Adam. Day? Yeah, Adam. Adam is yeah. like the head of Canic. Yeah, I'm looking for his business card. He's in West Palm Beach here. Adam Roll. How do you say that? Uh, I don't Roll- know. He, he, Roll- he was originally from uh, from uh, PSA. No, he's in Delray Beach. And then he went to uh, from PSA to Canic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I, I tried because I was just angry about their holster. I think they accidentally made them. And then they were just like, no, that was on purpose. Because they took the release button and they put it on the inside of the holster. And then they just took their little nub that would normally hook on the trigger guard and made it like a triangle shape. So you'd have to rip it to get it to release. And it would usually just pull the holster right off of your belt. Oh, jeez. And 
I took yeah, it's a free I holster. What do you expect? Huh? It's a free holster. What do you expect? It should at least work. <laughs> like, why? They accidentally made it made a bunch of left-handed holsters with the threading on the wrong side. I I know for a, that's what happened. You can't tell me differently. So then they were like, oh, well, the threading's on the wrong side. What if we just numb up the little thing in the center and then we don't have to throw away 150,000 units? Yeah, well, one thing uh, with uh, holsters is I was, like, looking at a holster from a company that's out of business now, so I'm not going to even throw them under the bus because they're out of business now. And they sent me one of their prototype holsters to try out for Amboland. Well, every time you would pull your Glock out for Glock 19, it would automatically hit the hit the slide release, not the slide release, the, the magazine release. Oh, jeez. terrible. So every time you pull out the <laughs> magazine, go flying. I was like, what the hell? The, well, it's a prototype. It's like, did you so? ever try to pull? <laughs> I was like, dude, I gave it to my friend, Roger. And I was like, Roger, I was like, you try this. <laughs> so he has a video of him pulling out the gun in the magazine. He's flying. Well, when I wrote Sentry Arms, like, hey, you guys sent me a holster that you accidentally put the button on the wrong side. What do we do about this? They sent me a link back because I had units for the store. I'm like, I can't sell this. So they sent me a LinkedIn Instagram video showing the guys, like, take your hand, firmly hold the holster, take your other hand, and yank. (laughs) And they're like, well, you're just not pulling hard enough. That's why it's not... Like, you put the button on the... Why would you even have a button if it's not going to be a part of the design? It would have just been a spring retention unit. I'm like, you guys screwed up, and you're trying to pass that screw up onto the customers. I know it, and you can't tell me differently. You know, I might be wrong, but still, I knew it then. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, uh, Matt, people are asking you where your jacket is. Right there. Matt's actually a undercover ATF agent. Yep. I'm so deep undercover, they put me in this fake shop that apparently doesn't exist and then boosted my channel this way I could get more reach to pull in more criminals. No, th- it's quite th- elaborate. There is an actual conspiracy theory that says <laughs> CRS Firearms is actually an, an ATF honeypot channel. Yeah, I found it on Reddit, so then I had to feed into it. So I bought an ATF jacket on like nonchalantly put it in the background of my videos and stuff. Dude, some of the people just freak like, oh my god, is nobody going to say anything about this jacket? Because I I told my viewers, like I did a community post, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be playing into this conspiracy. When somebody brings it up in the comments, just don't acknowledge them. (laughs) They'll be freaking out trying to get answers and no one will answer them. Dude, like uh, people... Um, have never accused me of being ATF. They what? People have no one has ever accused me of being an ATF plant. Really, Sean? Why do you have an ATF email me? address then? What's that? Why do you have an ATF email address then? Shh, that's how I get all my stuff. <laughs> John Crump at ATF. <laughs> Dude, I pissed off the ATF one time because I took somebody was uh, one of my. Sources took a picture of Regina Lombardo. Um, Who's that? She's the head of the ATF. Oh, okay. 
or was until like yesterday, I guess. Now, my Marvin Richardson, who's now the head of the ATF, sitting in a meeting, and while they were still in the meeting, I I tagged both of them on uh, Twitter. <laughs> it had a story up by the time they got in the meeting what the meeting was about. They oh, didn't wow. they didn't like that too much. Now do they ever contact you or it's just <sighs> knowing that they're not happy? Oh well, I've been told they're not happy. I d- did get somehow signed up on my personal email address for all the ATF press releases. So I think that might have been <laughs> a little shot across the bow. I had a person reach out to me claiming to be affiliated with the organization, commenting about something, but there's a 99% chance it was just somebody lying. So I don't know if that was real or not. Yeah, it does take me about 17 months to two years to get a tax stamp through, though. That's actually about normal. Now, we had one guy come through, and it went through in seven months. Wow. Which was relatively quick. Then we had another guy's come through. His tax stamp came back in six months because I forgot a period. So I put the period in oh, and Jesus. sent it back out. And it's been another seven months and I haven't heard a thing. Because so I think that's period. just a roll of the dice. Yeah. So I, I got a question. As an FFL, what are – and I'm not talking about like new gun owners or maybe I am. But not not – let's just say uneducated gun owners, but what are the like shadiest things people ever approached you with? I haven't had a lot of shady stuff. I've had people come in where I've been like, I'm not trying to insult you, but it's overly obvious. You have zero firearm experience. Let me take you out. I have an assortment of firearms. You can fire them. I'll give you the down and dirty rundown. And then you can pick out a firearm after that. Cause you'll have an idea what you want. Cause after the riot started happening, like, People come in like mm-hmm. pale in the face, practically shaking in the hand. You know, I want that gun. Big scary gun. Yeah, like they came through in a wave and bought everything. Like everything. That, that freaked people out because Minnesota's like right down the road and stuff like that don't happen in Central America. Like that's. East Coast or West Coast. That's their problems. Now it's happening in our home. Like, that freaked them out. They're completely unprepared. So they came through and armed the hell up, like, bought everything from batons to knuckles to tasers to pepper spray to every flavor of pistol we could get in. And then when all that stuff was gone, then all the hunting rifles and all the hunting shotguns, and we were dry, like, nothing. Huh. Uh, don't don't bring up tasers one of rich's entourage because when rich rolls <laughs> he rolls with what we call the squadron which is like a bunch of people and one of the things they like to do is taser each other with like freaking tasers they, they only taste not like six guys at, at a rag fed no not like stun guns like freaking like real tasers like <laughs> <laughs> like the little things come out I've seen one person get tasered as they came out of the pool, but other than that, I've never actually like seen somebody get tasered other than YouTube well, videos. The The manufacturer is going to support us in doing a pass the taser video, just like you did pass the mag. Sure. We <laughs> taser each other. Get the one that has the two prongs that come out and just that's turn it. off the that's safety it. and let them have it. No, that's, so that's, that's the one they shoot each other with. 
Yeah. That's that's absurd. <laughs> now you're crossing the line. <laughs> if you're penetrating skin, there's lines being broken here. I know that. I'm not I'm talking about like a little stun gun. I'm talking about like the actual no, taser, yeah. brand taser. You, you gotta watch my video. Boom. Who got tased at IV eight 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 eight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just shoot each other with it. It's like the, the weirdest. Everybody's thing ever. video from Iraq veteran has a taser scene in it. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, because they're walking around with tavers, they just tasing each other. See, I can see that if like everybody had one and you were on a field, like that would be pretty intense. <laughs> you gotta like capture the flag or something. It's a pretty good idea. That would be a blast. <laughs> just use a paintball mask so no one loses an eye and Right, right. Everybody gets a taser, everybody's shirts off, run. <laughs> It's going to be a new event. <laughs> I will not participate, participate, but I'll definitely ref. I'll even film it. Uh, Opie wants to know how many people dropped the load when they got tavered. Nobody. I mean, not like I was checking, uh, but. You've never seen somebody wet their pants and you taser all the time? No. I... It, it, it's it, one of his squadron members. Or one of the squad members uh, is repping for a taser company. Okay. And nobody could get somebody to pee themselves? No, everybody evacuated before they uh, got tased. Smart, smart. Yeah, so so basically this dude, I this dude reps a taser company and his job is to go around tasing people for fun. <laughs> oh, I would hate that guy so much. I, I knew Tank had the taser with him. I And, you know, they were talking about tasing me on the way up. You know, because we we drove nine hours to get there. Um, but I <laughs> somehow uh, thought I might get tased, but I didn't figure they were going to tase six other people. <laughs> Tell me they tased the driver. No, okay. <laughs> Just reach behind him and grab the stream <laughs> <on. laughs> right in the neck. <laughs> so I got a shout out to my homeboy Chris Illog, uh, a neighbor of mine. He, he was a member of the squad. Squadron. I want to say squadron. The Flying Ridge Squadron. Not the squad. Not the squad. You don't want to be hooked up with the ALC there. <laughs> Special K Pinoy. And you and you're like, oh, did you know he's uh he he's Filipino? I was like, yeah. You know why you can tell he's Filipino, right, Rich? Because uh, he he has uh, let's see nineteen elevens and um, uh, what, what else? What he, he has slang for Filipino in his freaking YouTube name. <laughs> Pinoy. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... I thought you were gonna make a Mexican joke because he didn't steal my bike when he came over and his skin was too dark to be white. <laughs> Honestly, I wow. thought that's where it was going. I was just waiting for it to drop. <laughs> wow, it's, we we've already been demonetized on there, so might as might as well just go for it. <laughs> no, seriously, I got demonetized the minute I picture uh, I pit CRS in the in the title. <laughs> I'm serious. If, really? Yes. 
So, like, you set up a stream, you had it monetized, and then you you just check back in the studio, and it says, whoop, demonetized. Yeah, the only other person that happens to if you use Antonia, no, Antonia Okafor, that I know yes. of. Yeah, if you put her name, for some reason, she's the uh, outreach director for GOA. If you put her name in your stream, it will demonetize your stream. See, I never did schedule streams, and like ninety nine percent of mine were monetized because I just hit go live, and then I go in the settings, turn on monetization. There was a couple I'd get off, and it'd be like, "Oh, demonetized," but then I'd appeal, and almost all of them got approved. So really? like one or two that didn't. I was actually on a monetization streak before my whole channel got hit because you got to get fifty monetized videos in a row. And then you can skip past the whole checking and waiting for approval. Uh-huh. I was actually at that, so I was just everyone monetized. So there, your demonetization. You don't think there was content that they questioned? They just decided no, you're making I was just deleted the video. Like I had two videos recently deleted. Uh, one I was showing off my shotgun. I'm not a hundred percent sure why that one got pulled. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I was talking about the parts I was using on it or what, but they pulled that video and then they pulled another one where I was testing armor because I wasn't using calibers that don't go through. I was using hunting cartridges, so almost all of them penetrated. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. Cause the so whole level made... three armor? Uh, this right here. It was this and then a level three ceramic. Oh, okay. And the shredder, and then I fed a forty-five grain two-two-three in the AR, and they were just unstoppable. My, my boy Austin, uh, when he comes on, he'll get me demonetized <laughs> the, because uh, he okay. My my my, my boy Austin, uh, he is a rocket scientist, like a literal rocket scientist. Like he he designed the uh, micrometeor shielding on the ISS. Oh, wow. But he's like a really big gun guy. You know, Austin, right? You've been on Hank's show. I got him on Hank's show. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he's a really big gun guy. So he read the uh, congressional stuff about, you know, armored piercing bullets. And he's like, well, if it's metal, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, well, I'm a material scientist. One second. Now, that guy is like making a new 3d printed bullet that's ap because i think i might know who you're talking about yeah yeah okay so so he's like well let me just design my own material let me just invent my own material which isn't usually what people do right so he made uh he made a nine millimeter that's armored piercing that's crazy that goes through level three it's still it'll punch right through still that's awesome. AR five hundred still punch right through it, like it's nothing. And he says it's not Inconel. No. So but what is it? It's it, 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 it's oh. an as it's a non metal alloy that he designed. Oh, I mean, all it's got to do is be be below what like thirty hardness or something like that, and then it doesn't apply anymore because it's, it's got to be. Eighty percent of the projectile needs to be less hard than the casing, and the casing must be made of brass or copper. Yeah, but uh, he's he's a really really smart guy. 
See, I just pump velocity out because that just rips right through armor. No. I'm looking at armor penetration. I'm like, velocity, bring it up. Uh, the Dagny dagger is still in development. It actually works. Um, it, it, it works very, very well. What they've been hit by is basically they uh, are having a hard time getting like the raw materials. And that's the name of the bullet? Yeah, the, it, he's the big uh, Anran guy. So they didn't bail. They, they, and they, it actually, I've seen it work. Um, like, he he's done some stuff to get around some, like, primer shortages by making a reusable primer and stuff like that. I played around with trying to reload my primers once. I mean, they kind of work, but I couldn't get any sense of reliability out of them. Well, it's not reloaded primers. Oh, I know, but I'm saying I tried reloading oh, yeah, primers, yeah. and, I, and I, I, I could do it in a pinch, but it, the reliability just wasn't there. I got so many failures to fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, so, so right now, like that—that's this whole thing. He's just like, dude. He's like, I can't get them the raw materials. He had it down to like a dollar a round before, but now it's like would be insane. Hey, introduce yourself, because this guy follows all my videos, and he said, uh, what's good, Matt? Damn, wish I knew... I lost the comment. Damn, wish I knew those other guys. My name is John Crump. I am the Virginia Director of Gun Owners of America. I'm also an investigative journalist with MLN.com. I keep an eye on the ATF and FBI and all the other organizations I want to violate. Your God-given right and constitutionally protected right to bear arms. There you go. Basically, when I get information about the ATF, it comes from him. Yeah, Yeah, my job is to piss off the ATF. And then you are? (laughs) Flying Rich? Yeah. Oh, I got to give my shtick. Um, Well, go to BlackSwanTactical.com and get all the cool Flying Rich t-shirts there. The Squadron shirt, the uh, IV-8888 shirt. No, no, somebody Uh, wants to know who you are. Oh, who yeah. I, who I am? <laughs> He's up. Kind of like on that movie Anger Management where I just keep asking, no, who are you? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm a guy that grows dragon fruit, and I live in Jupiter Farms. He lives awesome. in Florida. What's dragon fruit? Is that peyote? <laughs> no, dragon fruit is, uh, it's really it's popular. Yeah. Yeah, it's really popular in Asia. Are you sure it's not a nickname for peyote? Pretty sure it's nah. not. Okay. Have I, no, that, that's in my tequila, not in my dragon fruit. I've okay. eaten dragon okay. fruit, and I've never seen uh, flying fairies or anything like that. So, pretty well, sure I knew it's this Indian. I knew this Indian chicken. I could have sworn she referenced dragon fruit with her. Yeah, that, that's Asia's actually dragon fruit originated in the United States in you know Mexico. And it got exported to other parts of the world. Oh yeah, but it's yeah, it's big in Asia. All the Asian countries love dragon fruit. Yeah, it's like a kiwi. Oh, somebody okay. said it's like a kiwi. Yeah, I'll just see that. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. So like, what do you feel? So what do you feel about? Is the ATF gonna serialize like? Anything that touches the receiver that has more than one part, or how, no, how do you, no, how do you no, feel no. it's going to play out? 
Uh, the reason there's a lot of misconceptions about that. If you read the regulations, it says that a uh, receiver has to have one part. If a firearm has more than one part that meets the definition, upper and lower, because now it only needs to have one part, the decision on what part would be the serialized receiver will be the will be at the sole discretion of the ATF. So basically, that's how they got around, you know, because uh, if you look like at AR, right, they the lowers uh, serialized, but if you get a scar, the upper serialized. So basically, or a tree bog. Yeah. So basically, that's that is the ATF's way out, saying, "Hey, both both make the definition, so we can pick whichever one we want." And do you think it will go through? <sighs> So far with the traction and people interested in it. Because I, I kind of feel like silencer companies aren't going to really try to fight it because I would give them a monopoly on parts too. Uh, silencer uh, companies are kind of fighting it because, of, for example, uh, if you look at the uh, like modular suppressors, right? I got a suppressor that has different parts so you can change the length. If the new regulations go through, that means each modular part would need a separate tax tax stamp and a separate serial number for suppressors. Mm -hmm. So silencer companies are kind of fighting because modular suppressors are the way to go. That makes sense. Because, yeah, I mean, they are the way to go. Yeah, but... Take a big one and work down from there. But, like, the SIG has one that has, like, seven different lengths that you can do coming out. So that means if you want it, you would have to pay $1,400 worth of tax stamps. It's like, like, like 20, like, like 14 pictures and seven sets of fingerprints. So do you think there's enough traction behind people fighting it that we're going to stop it from what you've seen other bills get stopped or not bills, uh, rule changes, or do you think this is going to slip through? Right now, I mean, I wish I could say either way. There is tons and tons of people pushing back, including senators and everything like that. Um, And that's going to be the difference. Writing the letters, yeah, that's going to make a difference. But when these senators see how many people are writing the letters to say, hey, this is bad, that gets them involved. Because they want to be the hero, you know, and say, hey, I pushed back on the ATF. So Makes sense. that so that is the actual goal for me. I mean, so that's going to have a lot more weight than us writing letters. But us writing letters is what causes the senators to get involved. And the Congress people to get involved. It's all politics, man. Yeah, it is. One second. I got to fix my lights. I'm starting to go flash blind because I got them just a touch too low and they're directly in my eyes. All right. So any developments on Chipman? Uh, we, won't, we won't know for a couple of weeks. Uh, it's, it looks like he's going to come down the mansion again with Chipman. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, right now they might have enough to actually block his nomination via like filibuster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right now 
it looks like Mansion's going to be the linchpin. So it might not even need that if Mansion have enough pressure on them to vote against Shipman. So if you're in West Virginia, like I, I've been doing like radio shows in West Virginia constantly over the past couple of weeks. And the reason is that's going to be the linchpin of getting Chipman out of there. Unbelievable. Who would be his replacement? Uh, we, Janet he, Reno. <laughs> no. no, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, yeah. I'm going to take over the ATF. <laughs> He's probably got enough money to do it, too. Yeah. I'm going to take over the ATF and be like, all right. Look, he could be any less more. He could be any less knowledgeable than Chipman on firearms. So, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, but he, I, hasn't got the, he hasn't got the blood for innocent people in a building. So, yeah. Chipman said uh, when they asked him what type of guns he has, that's a personal question. And it's like, exactly. And that's why I don't want you knowing what type of guns I have either. Oh, what a shit show. (laughs) And if you didn't catch it, when Blumenthal was talking, he's like, you know, people are afraid that you're going to gut the Second Amendment. He's like, with the current makeup of the Supreme Court, they have determined the Second Amendment means this. And basically what they were doing was saying, well, if if the makeup of the court changes, hey, the Second Amendment can change. So a lot of people yeah, didn't catch that. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I was getting to. Because, you know, no amendments, absolute. <laughs> and so I'm okay with that. Can we talk about the 17th Amendment and the 16th Amendment? Yeah. Get rid of those damn taxes. And, and direct on. election of senators. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's very interesting, the whole Chipman thing. Uh, he is the most dislikable person there is. Yeah, I don't understand how. I mean, did he win a card game or something? Or no. how were they were like? It's we're payback. Put... It's payback for Giffords. Giffords. Uh, he he's a Giffords okay. lobbyist. He makes uh, he makes uh, like a hundred k a month from Giffords. Dude, I make 100k a month for a couple of years. I'm not going to do anything in the government. Well, you got to remember, he's a zealot. He 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 loves to fight against gun rights. He worked for Shot Shot Spotter. He worked for Giffords. He set up uh, Mayors Against the Illegal Guns, which became which became uh what uh, every town for gun safety. So. See, and that's why I'm your friend, because you keep track of all this crap. You know what I need to brush up? I'm like, yo, John, so. Yeah, explain this to on? me. I got to make a video. <laughs> explain this to me. <laughs> I don't quite follow. Yeah, whenever something big happens, I get, like, blown up on the phone by people calling me YouTuber. <laughs> like, YouTube whisper, how can I help you? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, uh, my research team is... Oh shit! I don't have one. So <laughs> <laughs> you're already doing it. I mean, yeah. So uh, the whole shipment thing is kind of interesting. Uh, I kind of kept something quiet. Uh, the whole thing where they thought he was the guy that was in that picture. Was he not? No. 
<laughs> Dude, and so many people said he was. No, I, 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 I've, I knew that for like a long time, but uh, I, I was like, man, I should have put this out there. I said, well, not until after, because the uh, crew wanted to ask him the question, and I'm like, dude, like it's not him. Why are you gonna ask him a question? Like, I want to ask him a question. I'm like, all right, go ahead, Cruz, go, go ask him the question. I have no idea. I won't say anything. So when I was talking yeah. to, to his crew of staffers. So how exactly did him and that picture get linked together? All right. I I went I tracked down the, the everything right. There was a court case involving one of the women from Wake from Waco who came out and the FBI uh, offered her immunity if she would help try to bring out the branch of which she did. And then they um went back on the deal, so she sued. All these court all, all these pictures came from that court case. The Daily Mail, which was an English newspaper, got all the pictures. And through shitty journalism, they looked at the picture and said, hey, that looks like David Shipman. I tracked down the guy in the picture. He was a member of the FBI sniper team. Yeah, because that picture got plastered everywhere. Yeah, and I'm not throwing it because he's a private citizen now, and he's like, I'm with the with the FBI and I was like, why'd you take the picture? He's like, because they made all of us take a picture. You're like, loving our, yeah. That's and, insane. And you can see all the pictures. Well, they're moving the ATF. This is the FBI. So Still? I looked at all the other pictures and you see all the other FBI people uh, sitting there. And if you want more proof, if you look at the camouflage, that was an FBI-issued camo pattern. The, the ATF didn't issue that camo. And okay. the guy had an M14 or M1, one of the two, I can't remember now, which was issued to the FBI but wasn't issued to the ATF. So that's how you can tell. But... Cruz's office was going to use that picture in the confirmation hearing for some reason and asked me to sit on it. So I sat on it. But the day yeah. of, but the day after, like the, like the day that actually, I think it was the day that he testified. I was like, I had a video like ready to go. So once that question was asked, boom, dropped the video. Also, <laughs> well, that's, the way the game works. I mean, some of the information you've given me in the past, I'm like, oh, get this video up now because I know there's going to be like 10 other videos up soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, uh, you know, John Crump Prime. You can get Prime service from John Crump <laughs> where you get the tips 10 minutes earlier than the other people on oh, YouTube. Oh, I need it hours earlier. Yeah. Because there's actually work involved because then I got to kind of attempt to do my own research and at least verify a little bit of what he's saying to make you could sure say your your sources tell you. Yeah, but that only gets you so far. Yeah, because I am the personality in front of the camera, and I get crucified if it's like completely inaccurate. Wait, wait, when know. has John ever said anything completely inaccurate? I don't know. He's never talked to me on April first, and I would totally <laughs> make a video in confidence, and then I'd be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> 
yeah. Um, it's 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 very interesting. Um, some so because my stuff usually comes from sources. So people are like, "Well, where's your source at?" I'm like, "Uh, I I talked to him. I I got the source." Well, no, where where what paper was this in? What website is this on? I'm like. You, you don't understand. <laughs> I got the source. I'm the origination. It's like, yeah, I can only find you talking about it. Well, because it's my source. So I was like, give it a day. Yeah, right. It'll come out. Like, like the brace thing, the brace thing back in November when I said, hey, the ATF have, I'll have this regulations coming, you know, these proposed regulations next month. And people. Yeah blew me up they called me a liar said i was doing all this stuff i'm like yeah i got no. hit with the video i got hit up a little bit hard in the comments too but i was smart about it i'm like hey there's a source you know it's not verified yet so it saved me most of the drama but yeah i got hit you don't know what the hell you're talking about yeah i got told that and then like a month later it's like i i like made a video i'm just like I wonder who who said all this stuff is coming down. Hmm. Oh, look! It's exactly like I said it was going to be. It says exactly what I said. I mean, I hate so, being right on that kind of stuff. I, I thought, I but you know, it, it was true. Usually, if I hear a rumor about the ATF, it's just because it hasn't been public yet. The only one that I heard a rumor about that hadn't come true is uh, I heard a rumor that they were going to do something with the AKs because. It's already got the mark for the third pin, so that counts as dimpling. So I did a video, I'm like, hey, it's a rumor, so don't panic yet. But that's what I heard, and usually ATF rumors come true, but that one never did. Yeah, I, I talked to you about that, and uh, like I said, I, I didn't hear that, but it, 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 it sounded feasible because right. they did the same thing with, uh, I think, with, with a Daniel Defense or something. Yeah, it was one of the other AK companies, and that was I was an a- AR. able to verify. Yeah, it was an AR. They had a mark where the third pin used to go. Would, would it no, went? it was an AK, too, I thought. Uh, no, it was an uh, AR. I... It was an AR. Was it? Yeah, it was an AR, and they had a dimple where the third pin would be on AR. I had an ATF agent actually be a bad source once. So I had called. I did a video on this uh explain the whole thing but basically when i first heard of the auto key card i called the atf i'm like hey you know hypothetically speaking if i had a drawing of a lightning link on a piece of metal would that be a machine gun like would that count as dimpling he's like no and then he goes on to say that you know dimpling has to be more like troy industries with their fake third pinhole so i went off that troy that's what it was you're right it was troy now troy contacted me and said i didn't know what the hell i was talking about it was Daniel Defense. It was one of them that got busted. I heard Daniel Defense on one of their AKs did. But yeah. uh, I I had seen an AK. For sure an AK, the ATF shut down because I found an article about it. But anyway, so he's like, yeah, you know, it has to be like dimpling like on the Troy Industries. I'm like, so is that why they don't make the rifles anymore? And he's like, yeah. And so I did a video on it. And then Troy Industries calls me up. Well, not calls me up, uh, messages me, and they're like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. That is not true at all. I mean, I couldn't 
verify anything because it's just not nothing that's verified besides the fact that they don't make the rifle anymore. And an ATF agent said the reason they don't make the rifle is because of the fake third pin. But aside from that, there's nothing more I can verify. And they said that, no, we quit making the rifle because the parts were getting hard to find or something like that, or they didn't have a high drive or something. But yeah, so I had an ATF agent, well, that or Troy lied, but I had an ATF agent actually give me a bad source once. Uh, industry people lie all the time. And it, it's possible. It's very possible. So, John, one person I've been meaning to ask, do you know James O'Keefe? Uh, a little bit. Why? What's up? No, I'm just curious, because, like, James O'Keefe gets all of these anonymous sources, and you get anonymous sources, it just sounds like you do the same thing. I mean, I... I mean... I, we're, we're not friends, but oh, we spoke. We've spoken. A, so you've never gotten times. a truck with him, is what you're saying? Yeah, no, I've never gotten on a truck with him. I've, I've spoken to him a few times. Um, but yeah, um, whatever. All right, guys. Well, we've been on for a lot longer than what I planned to be on for. What were you planning on? An hour. Oh Jesus. See, that's what happens when you start talking to me. You know, you go down the rabbit hole and you just keep going. I mean, I I just wrote a story about West Virginia giving away free guns to get a COVID vaccine. What? Yeah, or is it high points? What kind of guns? I I don't know. They just announced it today. I had heard some other state, too, was anybody that got the vaccine was entered in a lottery for like a million dollars or something. It's, It's the same thing. Well, yeah, well, West Virginia, it's a truck. A million dollars or one of ten guns. Now, that's because that eliminates them from any liabilities if the vaccine goes south because they voluntarily entered in to join the raffle, right? Like, that's the whole point behind that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just to get people. The part in. about the vaccine being experimental is what takes away all liability. That it's not yeah, authorized by the FDA. Still, if it's I only- grew, like, I don't know a penis out of my forehead, like I still should be able to sue. But now if I I took the vaccine as a entry into a contest, isn't there a legal liability thing there? Because I'm willingly taking it to enter the contest, not because the state's telling me I should. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think they can get rid of liability like that. Oh, that was just my hypothesis. I'm like, it's got John knows something. a lawyer. Huh? John knows a lawyer. Yeah, I know a really <laughs> good lawyer. Uh, I, my, my, my best friend is a chicken farmer, right? <laughs> Those stories always start the best. <laughs> yeah, so he's a chicken. This is his hobby. He farms chickens. But he brings me chicken eggs. And you're like, well, what do you do for your day job? He's like, oh, I'm a lawyer. It's like, well, what court do you argue in front of? He's like, the Supreme Court, Citizens United, that ruling, uh, the Supreme Court ruling. Oh, I just got bu- the bump stock ban overturned in four states. It's like, okay, well, you're pretty damn good. You're more than just a chicken farmer, dude. <laughs> what do you do? See, all my best stories start too. like, so I have this friend. He's a goat farmer. You know that, right? Well. His moonshine, let me tell you. 
Uh, moonshine brings back college memories. <laughs> and a really sore gut. No, I don't have any memories because of moonshine. <laughs> it's better that way. Hey, man, I was always the DD because I didn't really drink in college. I was the only fraternity guy who didn't drink. See, I thought I was invincible. I'd just get silly drunk and go drive around. Yeah. I don't know why. I oh. mean, if I could go back in time and yell at myself, Man, I would. Dude, we saw this dude. Rich was with me down in Georgia <laughs> who got so drunk, he could he couldn't even walk to his car, and he got in his car and took off. And and he was wait 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 you left on you left out half the story. All right, okay, let's hear the full thing. Yeah, he, is... he had a gold plated cross draw revolver, open carry. He's drinking. <laughs> he's like couldn't walk. And I was telling one of my airplane crash stories, and then everybody walks away to chase that guy and stop from getting in the car. I thought it was my story was bad. <laughs> no, See, I always I had a. Uh... One of those little magnetic key things, and I would always just stick it in random places on my vehicle. So after I took my keys, I'd let them all walk away, and then grab my key, and I'd fire it up and go. Yeah, this dude had a freaking. He would cross draw like, like, uh, like single action cowboy revolver. <laughs> he, was drunk, he was drunk as hell. <laughs> he was trying to talk to me. I had no idea what he was saying. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Starts calling you like, yeah, buddy. Then he Swampy was saying he was hitting on his wife. Yeah, yeah. Not not Swampy was hitting on that guy's wife, but that guy was hitting on Swampy's wife. Yeah, apparently uh, it turns out that he was kicked out of the restaurant like three times. For one time, was like trying to pick up on a uh, like a fifteen year old, and the dude's like was like the dude was like seventy. Oh wow, dude, he's not a kind seventy. Not a, like he 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 had some hard living under his belt. <laughs> dedicated, dude. He was dedicated to something, freaking like <laughs> meth. I think. Yeah, when I lived in Illinois, there was a few times where you'd see somebody falling out on heroin on trying to get in their car, like vomiting and falling asleep trying to open their car door. Oh, oh, they were bad there, dude. Like I- I've never seen so much open display of junkieism. Democrat run area is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I got see, stuck. like I I lived in Dwight, but I worked in Shanahaw, which is close enough to Chicago. If I didn't get out of work at exactly five o'clock and get across that bridge, it took me an extra hour to get home. But the closer and closer you got to Shanahaw and then Joliet, like it, I just be people parked out in front of the gas station hustling and is bad. I got stuck on ice in my Mercedes in like the bad part of DC, and they they had these people were smoking crack, and they what? came up to me, and I was like, "Dude, I'm 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 dead. They're gonna kill me and have them and take my car." And they were the nicest crackheads I've ever met. They pushed me out. <laughs> How many crackheads do you meet? Maybe they were actually selling crack and they were fake smoking crack to advertise how awesome crack is. This way, you'd be like, "You guys are really nice. Can yeah. I buy some?" Yeah, the dude was like, "Yo, <laughs> Hunter, come over here, help me push out this car." <laughs> Hunter Biden, you know? No, but yeah, these crackheads. I mean, just of like, crackheads aren't that bad. This is my first, first and only, first and only uh, interaction with crackheads, and they pushed me out of, of the ice. 
No, I didn't stop once I got going. <laughs> they didn't say, let me hold some money. No, I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, maybe they're just pushing me out so they can take my car. Well, even when I went downtown Chicago just to see what, because I had this boss when I worked and lived in Wisconsin. I live back in Wisconsin now, so it doesn't get confusing. But So I lived in Wisconsin. I had this boss I used to just talk about this amazing Chicago food. Illinois food is just phenomenal. Like you haven't eaten food until you went to Illinois, which turned out to be a big lie. Their food is terrible. It's shit like all over unless you're at a five-star restaurant. But I mean, we had a five-star restaurant. The rules don't apply because it's a five-star restaurant. You're paying for a good dish. You got to look at the, as a whole, what is the average food you get compared to the average food of that area? And Illinois was just horrible. So I go to Chicago because, you know, want to experience it. They actually really have people that sleep like on park benches and stuff like, There'd be like this crack in between a building, like you got two buildings there, and there's just like this little cubby, and there'd be a guy curled up with like a piece of cardboard pulled over him or pulled over him or something. Like I've never seen that before. I didn't think that was a real thing. Oh, really? I, well, I you, live, you never saw I, New York City in the seventies. No, I live right outside DC, and you <laughs> see that a lot. Well, Baltimore's worse, but oh, Baltimore's terrible. Oh my god. Baltimore, we I went there for my bachelor party and uh <laughs> the thing is, if you ever go to Baltimore, well, I've I've been Baltimore and DC is only like 45 minutes apart. So when you we go up to Baltimore cuz Baltimore has some really really nice areas, but it's Yeah, like, you could be a couple of blocks from the harbor in really nice area. You yeah. go a couple blocks in the wrong direction. Yeah. The Inner Harbor is beautiful and they have some and they have like nightclubs and bars and it's really fun they have like live concerts going on you have Candom yards there you have raven stadium they have concerts everything but and the convention center but once you get like two blocks away from the inner harbor in any direction you better you better have some freaking body armor on and be like armed to the teeth and be ready to run Dude, I've driven like, through Harlem at 4 a.m., and I wasn't as scared about no, location until bad. I went through a bad part of Baltimore. Like, I made a wrong turn. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, I've been in, I've been a, I've been to, uh, like, some, I've been to Anacostia, D.C., all these really bad places, Baltimore's. I've been to inner city Chicago. Nothing is like Baltimore, man. Yeah, well, the worst I've ever seen was Cicero around that area. But nothing that. like Baltimore. Baltimore's like, like the worst place in what it's like Baltimore. Once you get like away from the inner Harbor, you're, you're in like Somalia. Oh, wow. I would rather be in Somalia than parts of Baltimore. I mean, every town has this little bad area, like Portage, the whole town was nice. But if you went by the train track, there was a low income housing and then the rundown houses. And it was just this little section. I don't know why they clustered there, but they did. Well, Baltimore, they have a little section where it's the good section, which is like two blocks. The rest of it's like the bad part. <laughs> I heard DC's getting pretty bad too. Dark said he had to blow a couple of stoplights because it was mobs of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark, you know, I know Dark's. Uh, I I grew up with Dark's brother, right? I did not know that. Yeah, but you know everyone, so I don't even know how I probably babysitted for me or something. <laughs> no, Darka's brother and I went to like elementary, middle, and high school together. 
That's pretty crazy. So I've known Dark's family for like 40 years. It's a long time. Yeah. No one ever leaves. All right. No, seriously. <laughs> we really got to end the stream. I got like so much to do tomorrow. Right on. Apologize. I had to come on too late, but. Oh, no, 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 no. The way it is. Uh, it's fun, man. I got, I got kids. I understand. Next time, though, you'll have to come on my stream. Dude, every time, uh, like, you hit me up, like, right after I went to bed. I would have came on, but I was like, yeah, nothing else is going on. I'm going to bed. Then I see you. Uh... <laughs> well, mine are usually random. Like, I just get the burning feeling, and I'm like, I'm going to do a stream. Yeah, yeah. Every time you ask me, it's like, really bad times. Yeah, sooner or later, we'll jive with timing, and I'll get you on. Yeah, yeah, you should come on dark stream on Saturday. I'll be on. Uh, actually, I kind of burn up my streaming hours tonight. Oh. When I'm on here, my girl's taking care of the kids by herself. And, you know, well, she's tell her I said, she, she's in the uh, chat, so tell her I said thank you. Yeah. It, it, it's been a lot of fun, man. Uh, you're welcome to come back anytime you want. Right on. And I will. <laughs> All right. Get some more of your shit demonetized for you. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be demonetized once I put your name in the title. I'm like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not making any money off this one. Yeah, don't put my name in the title. I, I don't want to be connected with him. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you didn't black your screen out. There was another person I had on the stream that literally wore a mask because you don't want them to be affiliated. Like, really? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I was uh, like... Hiding my identity. I used to use a fake name like a long time ago until Antifa pit me on, tried to dox me. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Well, that's what I was trying to explain to that guy. I'm like, dude, if you make internet videos, if somebody truly wants to find you, there's no hiding. Uh, that t- Ted Pill guy, he can actually talk really good. Like he was all nervous on my stream, so he didn't warm up for like 45 minutes. But then if you skip to like 45 minutes and then he actually starts flowing with his personality, he's got potential. He's going to wind up being a great YouTuber if he keeps uploading. But yeah, you should try to get him on because, yeah, he, he can just talk. Yeah, I, I have up. him on. Uh, but yeah, I just like don't, I mean, I, I just didn't care. I was like, okay, well, you put up my real name, but that's fine. I'm going to switch to my real name now. And my, yeah, I had a couple of people try to dox my address and stuff, well, like in a stream. So I was like, oh, block comment, block comment. <laughs> well, wait, here's the funny thing. So I got put on this Antifa hit list, right? And my how? friend, how? Yeah, did you run one over or something? I know. I, I kind of, <laughs> no, I kind of uh, blew up their shit. I did some research and, and flipped some people and got the names of all their leaders. Oh. So I was like, I, I really don't care. So uh, my friend who <laughs> who put uh, it was like my like one of my friends on Facebook. I have a joke put down. He works for me. I work for John uh, on uh, on on his Facebook, and they put him on the hit list too. Because so would they just do like an internet search for any time your name's popped up. Yeah, I guess. And he put that he worked for me. So they put him down on their hit list. He's like, what the hell? Why am I on an Antifa hit list? People are like, it was a legitimate hit list. Like we are going to just, 
politely inform you of your imminent demise. So yeah, they're now like, that you are aware. They're like the other people that's going to be in Richmond this weekend. So I went and found them, and uh, they didn't want to talk to me. It was that the Richmond gun rally, but it might have been because like I had like three other people with me, and they all had like ARs. So this guy went to a DC rally. He contacted me at the store trying to ask like what repercussions he could do. He went to the DC rally and he went to go take his gun into the gun shop to have it try to sold there and it didn't sell. So when he went to go pick it up, you know, after the DC rally, his 4473 was denied. Oh, he called geez. the ATF and they're like, oh, we can't tell you why. You need to write this official letter. And then allegedly, because this don't make sense, the gun shop owner could be making this part up. The ATF even called or the gun shop owner called the ATF. I don't know which one happened because the case he brought to pick up his gun, he left there because he knew he was going to get approved because he's bought guns all of his life. There's no reason he would get denied. Left this case there while inside was the bolt carrier to his other rifle that he had taken out of the case. So now they have his bolt carrier in possession and they won't release that to him either. No, oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, so tell him to get in touch with me. Let's see what we can do. He called the store. I didn't. I don't have his personal information. But if he calls again, because he might be watching this stream, I'll. I will have him get in touch with you. Because I didn't even think about you. I'm like, you know what? Just wait till after the holiday weekend. Call the ATF because the people that are in the field offices are a different breed. They're not the people I make videos about. They are not the people in Washington. Like my experiences with the field people have been all positive. Call them, see what they can help you with. At least get your bolt carrier back because there should be no reason they can hold his bolt carrier. No, they should be. That That's probably more the gun shop than anything else. Well, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, have that ATF call the gun shop and be like, hey, release your bolt carrier and then start working on trying to figure out why exactly they won't give you your gun. Apparently the FBI even showed up at his house like two months prior or a month prior and wanted to talk to him, and he was like, I don't answer questions without a lawyer. And he shut the door, and then he knocked on it again. He's like, dude, I don't answer questions without a lawyer, and then they left and never came back. Yeah, that, that happened uh, to a few different people. Uh, there's a really? guy. That's not an insul- isolated thing? No, not the FBI showing up. Uh, there was a guy that um, got his uh, stuff searched, and they were and they were going to, um, and they showed up. They didn't have a warrant, and they're like, can we search your house? He's like, yeah, I have nothing to hide. And then they found some 80%, and they're like, well, we're going to keep these. He's like, no, you're not. Then they wanted to take, well, first they wanted to take all those guns. He's like, no, you're not taking my guns. Then <laughs> then, then they're like, well, we're going to keep your 80%. He's like, you're not keeping that either. They're like, well, we're going to go get a warrant. And finally he's like, get out of my house. Go get a warrant. They're like, well, we could get a warrant, but we're not going to get a warrant now. But in the future, we might get a warrant. <laughs> just the so you know. Damocles. Yeah. Just so you know. And, and uh, that happened uh, back in January, and he's never been contacted since. Yeah, I thought this was an isolated incident. I was even borderline not even believing the guy. But now he told me. Thank you. But now two, you told me it's not an isolated yeah. incident. That's crazy. No. Thank you, 2AEDU. We're about to get off it. Do you watch 2AEDU stuff? Me? Yeah. Never heard of them. 
he, he does a live stream on Friday night. Friday night. He is, he has uh, some. He's he's a pretty big YouTuber. Uh, he has some. He is like one of the smartest guys when it comes to constitutional rights and understanding the Constitution than anyone on YouTube. From Michigan too. So you can't hold that against him. All right, I just subscribed. I'll check him out. Oh, I know. I've oh, seen oh. this guy before. Yeah. He could sub my channel too, you know, Flying Rich. Just look up Flying Rich and you know, <laughs> click sub. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me just do something really fast before I forget. I almost forgot, man. I almost forgot two nights in a row. Actually, no, I didn't forget last night, did I? Hold on. Let's see. Come on, Nightbot. Pick someone. Oh, are you giving away something? We yeah. got a winner? Did I win? No. The goddamn bacon one again. I got that hat already. Well, goddamn bacon, you have a, another hat. <laughs> you won again. You should buy my lottery tickets. So I'll get this out to you. Yeah. Interesting. He, he, right. he won. All right, man. Well, uh, be, before we go, Rich, tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, on John Crump's show. Where else would you find me? Or, or you could fly me. Uh, f- fly me. Yes, you could fly me. You can find me on blindrich.com or, or like YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash blindrich. It would be funnier, or, if you cha- funnier if you changed the name to blindrich since you hit two horses <laughs> and all. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it would honestly be funnier and then you could explain it every like once a year or six months and make a long video drawn out like how the whole story went down because there'd be people that want to know so you get views all right and you know how to get views i i that must be the best advice i've ever gotten all right all right all right matt go ahead tell people where to find you at oh crs firearms you don't have to worry about the plug you don't want to get more demonetized, we'll hit your fucking channel next. <laughs> yeah, you can also subscribe to my other channel at John Crump News. With that said, be sure to support your local GOA. See, I was going to say SPCA, but. I thought you were going to say Strip Club. <laughs> uh, no, no. It just, <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say Strip Club. <laughs> But yeah, that that is it. For... <laughs> I, no, I honestly thought you were gonna say. It. I'm like, what, dude? You know what? <laughs> All right, thank you, CRS, for coming on for the first and last time ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, there there will be a little get together in Virginia. Uh, it's going to be a joint get together between my people and Dark's people, which are basically the same people. <laughs> we share a lot of the same audience, <laughs> but it will be fun and all. Right and with this, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, we have actors and executive producers and writers <laughs> and and, uh, and directors of 
the new movie Permafrost, which is coming out soon. If you haven't checked out Permafrost, Google Permafrost trailer, and you can watch the trailer. Uh, it, it looks like it's a cool, uh, like post-apocalypse movie. And so we'll be talking about what it's like to star in a movie and produce it and do like a screen and all that other screenwriting and you know and how to hire and like we're, it's gonna be about the movie business tomorrow guys so if you have any questions about how to get into movies how to produce a movie how to write a movie or anything else dealing with movies tomorrow is going to be the time that you should watch and that'll be at five o'clock flying rich will probably be on because flying rich crashes every stream i do He's trying to earn that uh, Tusk uh, lower receiver. So I don't have to print my own out of plastic. <laughs> so you don't have to print your own. But yet you're probably going to be like trying to borrow my ghost gunner to finish it. Alright guys. And with that said, my name is John Crump and we are out of here. Thanks so much, Matt, for coming on. <laughs>